Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy English Mike. Uh, I'm not in this episode, but you know what that means? It means Moth was in charge, and when Moth is in charge, he forgets things. Like, he forgets to tell you to go to patreon.com slash wehateanime and donate to our Patreon. For just $1 a month, you can be a real big help. <laughs> For as little as $5 a month, you can get a special role in our Discord. For as little as $15 a month, you can get a shout-out. Like our man Gachi. And if you want to be a big ball player, donate $25 and tell us what to watch. City Hunters episode coming soon. Thanks to Patreon supporter Gachi, baby. With this out of the way, let's go. Hello and welcome to the We Hate Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Moth. I took Frog and Mike, I tied them up in the basement, and I threw them away. So instead, I have two more married guys with me. Once again, returning to the show is Ahab. Hello. Alright, and joining us again is our resident Poland expert, Tittywinks. Man, I wish I was actually married. <laughs> you're, you're, you're close enough. In America, we, uh, we call what you do common law. That's true. Which is, uh, this is great, because the baby boomer generation was all about, like, the whole, oh, you have to be married, you know, it's a, it's a sin before God not to be married. And then they invented common law marriage so that their sinning, like, cousins and brothers and sisters could, like, not be sinning in the way of, like, the Lord Jesus. Well, sometimes Jesus has to get out of the way. In Poland, it's called katspo. I have no idea why. Katspo. Is, that, is there a translation to that? A katpo, right? Like, the, the cat hands, right? Oh, cat paw. Yeah. So it's a cat paw marriage. Yeah. Huh. Man, is is it is it Poland? I, I'm getting my countries mixed up here. Um, is it Poland where it has the insult of like, I hope your wife gives birth to centipedes, so you spend the rest <laughs> of your life buying shoes? No, that that's not Poland, but that's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty right. good. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it, it's it's so funny because we always joke about like Americans having really bad insults and like how to like really insult people but like the eastern Bloc has everybody else beat hands down i mean the english in general has this issue like no matter how i want to express my anger it's always the word fuck it's very uncreative whereas here you get a whole vocabulary for that shit a lot of the time american pseudo-intellectuals like to use words like uh pretty much they like to just steal from freud and they say stuff like Oh, you know, you're you're giving into your id, you know, like uh, you know, like they they talk about the id, like the whole Freudian, like ego, super ego, mm-hmm. and id. The Germans just got it down. In Germany, we just call it the Schweinhund. <laughs> That's good. Which yeah, literally translates to pig dog. Pig dog, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst part of you is your pig dog. Oh man, I really appreciate like German ability to make one word out of fifty other words. It's only oh, it breaks down when you have to count. Well, no, it, it, it's, you'll do one of two things. You'll either add a word, um, so you have, like, heim, and then you have geheimness, and so you just, like, you, you just add syllables to a word to change what it means. Um, but, uh, I, I'll never, I was on my mission, and we had, a for a very brief period of time, we had a German mission president. And, you know, American colloquialisms don't translate 
well at all to German, but the same thing happens to like Germans, like their stuff doesn't translate over very well. And so we had this guy and he was like giving an announcement on like how we're not allowed to go to the movie theater anymore because I guess a couple of missionaries went and saw like the latest Terminator movie because those rules weren't made clear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like, it, like we, we'd had the ability to go see movies and, you know, like in Happy Dappy Mormon Land, that means we could go see Toy Story 3. They're like, yeah, you guys can, you can go see Toy Story 3, which is like oh, one of the three yeah. movies. At long it's like, yeah, you have like- Alaska. Dude, it, Toy Story 3 is like one of the three movies I can actually remember crying in the theater. No, same. It's, it's an amazing movie. I watched it twice. Yeah. I cried every time. Yeah, like when the toys are holding hands, that breaks a man. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. Man, <laughs> I, I'm about to cry right now just, just remembering. Uh, I, I think the like the only other times I can remember crying in the theater is my parents were so desperate for a date night, but they couldn't find a babysitter that they dragged me to go see like Hearts in Atlantis. Which... Mm-hmm. I, if you guys have never seen that movie, you're, you're not missing out. It's it's in the same, like, era and, like, genre as, like, The Notebook or The Time Traveler's Wife, where it's just, like, a sappy movie design. Or, like, um, what's that Brad Pitt movie where he does fly fishing and a river runs through here or something? It's made for, like, Bible Belt rednecks to cry? I don't know. Uh, Ahab, I don't, what am I... T- I don't know, because, uh, I mean, I, I don't really watch Bible Belt redneck movies, so you kind of stepping into yeah, but like, territory for but, me but, but like but I, it, like, I, I imagine it. it's got to be like a river runs through here I can't look it up though because my <clears> keyboard's too loud and I don't want Lardo to have to edit like all that audio but it, it, it should be on your shelf right there with like Mel Gibson's The Patriot Mel Gibson's Braveheart Mel Gibson's Apocalyptico um, it, it falls into that category of like Brad movies that like Pitt fishing movie a river <laughs> runs through it you are right it's from 92 <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, it like runs through that. Uh, it it runs through that era of like d- d- America. Like it's it, Ahab. The fact that you haven't seen this movie actually blows my mind. Really? Yeah, it's it's literally on the shelf with the Patreon. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait! It blows your mind that I haven't watched a movie about Brad Pitt doing fly fishing. Yeah, actually, it really does. I, so the, <laughs> There's all these different Brad Pitt movies that you could pick from, like Fury or Fight Club or uh, Oceans or like any of those, where Brad Pitt is doing things that are actually manly, badass, and like things that would interest most other people that are allowed to watch things because they're not restrained by their, you know, their 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 missionary rules and engagement on watching movies. Well, no, no, no. This this has nothing to do with Mormonism. This is just like. I, I mean, yeah, I get it. Brad Pitt's done pretty much a movie for everything. He did Inglorious Bastards, but like, oh, that's another good just, one. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's no Christopher Waltz sold that movie. Christopher Waltz has been the only reason Quentin Tarantino has been successful in his Twilight years. What is the missionary <laughs> approach to movies? Like, you can only watch movies for the sake of procreation with lights off. How does that work? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh man. It's a, uh, I could go on like a huge list about like, I, I, all right, all right, all right. Once, once again, the difference between German Mormons and like uh, American Mormons is just so you know, like the, the Mormon opinion on sex is it's, it's very vanilla and it is very Christian. It's like, Hey, you know, a man and a wife, you know, imagine that. But then it's like, as long as you guys aren't permanently scarring each other, go nuts in the bedroom. Like, they, they don't care. As long as you're married and heteronormative, you can do whatever the hell you want in the bedroom. Which is pretty dope for a religion. 
Um, but Mormons, like when we're in when we're in America, we don't talk about anything. Like we're just it, it's whatever. Uh, when I was in Germany, we have a session called priesthood, which is when all the men who are like eighteen or older uh, basically sit around and we like in America we just talk about guns the whole time. Like Mormons love guns, and so like you go to priesthood in America and it's like, oh yeah, I got my new. Uh, 300 wind mag and uh you know i was able to hit 600 meters with uh two moa on paper no problem and then i'm i'm over here in germany paltry it's, whatever dude it's 300 wind mag you can hit out to 800 <laughs> yards no problem um i just want to suppress how the hell are there mormons in germany is it like the core of the entire religion that jesus came to america that doesn't seem like that's has a much local appeal here in europe I mean, let's be you honest. Realize, there's, in, there, there's a lot in of Germany, weird there, stuff about religion that just doesn't really make sense to people on the outside. In, in Germany, there's there's like three types of folks when it comes to religion. There's like hardcore traditional Catholics. There's I hate God, I hate religion, I hate living in a country founded on religion, and I go to a nightclub that specializes in leather. And then there's I just want to be Christian, but. I hate Catholicism so much that I'll join any religion that isn't Catholicism. And and that's that's why we have a presence in Germany. Is it's pretty much Christians that don't want to be Catholics. I mean, it's pretty much the same as in Poland. Like, there's the hardcore Catholics that have a choke called on the government right now. Uh, there's angry atheists who mostly grow out of it by the time they're 16. And then there's people that are like, well, you know, I believe, but I don't practice because I don't want the guy in black taking half of my paycheck every month. Uh, they're called evangelicals. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, priesthood in, in America is very much like, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, like I said, the guns. But then in, uh, in Germany, I remember, like, sitting here, and my understanding of the German language wasn't great at the time, because I think I'd only been in the field for six months. Hmm. And uh, one of the guys, like, came up, he goes, uh, before, we, before I give my lesson, uh, they, they did this weird thing for a few years. I think we got rid of it, where it's, like, talking about how we can be better men. And this guy comes up, and I'll never forget, he's got this sheet of paper. And he's like, alright, I'm going to teach you how to better pleasure your woman in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fucking big no dick way. move right there. No I'm way. Just, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, like I, I, I normally slept during church, because that was like the only time I could get a nap in when I was like proselytizing 16 hours a day. And uh, so I'm sitting here, I perk up immediately... And this guy's like, it, you know, he's like, a common issue that we all have is sometimes we come too quick. He goes, so, what I have found is instead of focusing on how beautiful your wife is, and she is very beautiful, instead of focusing on your beautiful wife, think um, maybe you are having sex with a, with a piglet. <laughs> you know, um, no maybe not a beautiful woman. And when your mind isn't enjoying the sex, you last longer. Yeah, because you don't come at all. <laughs> oh, my God. You... Have you what, ever what seen is German this... porno, my friend? You thought it was fake, but all along it was real. <laughs> Not like your American porno. <laughs> I... Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, What's I'm up? astonished, because again, being being a guy on the outside of religion and just hearing, hearing stories of, of like how it went for you with like Mormonism and everything. Like I, I think I understand why you're so messed up, man. I'm starting to get it. <laughs> I'm not, I've already said like, I still go to church. Like I'm still like yeah, super active. That's it's the just, problem. You know, 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. It's, it's, sorry, we, we got off tangent again. It's just, it's one of those things. This is like the only time when Mike and Frog isn't here to like completely dunk on me for this. It's like, all right, time to talk about it. Uh, onto the topic. So it's been about, I think it's been about six weeks since I last recorded with you, Titties. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's been up with you? Uh, you know, working closer to the wedding? Uh, yeah, I'm trying, but uh, mostly uh, the plotting is, well, you know, we have money, but it's impossible to organize anything due to the pandemic. So we have like a list of locales uh, at the city where my parents live, because my side of the family is like 10 times bigger, r- roughly counting. Uh, so it, w- it would be more economic. So we've got some locales, we've got some ideas, but there's nothing in stone. Uh, aside from that... Nothing really changed much from the last episode I recorded with Mike. I'm still playing the same game, Library of Ruina. I, I said that, oh yeah, I'll make the episode about it in a week or two, and here I fucking am. <laughs> and uh, Ahab, I know that lately you've just been losing your damn mind about your new motorcycle. Yo. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting it in as much as possible, taking advantage of the great weather out here. You know, it's been sunny and dry, maybe a light breeze on some days, and it's just been absolutely amazing to get out there. There's a couple of roads outside of the town that kind of go up the mountains, some some nice twisty roads, some banked turns and stuff like that. And it's just it's just really nice to get out there and just just tear it up. So yeah, I've I've been I've been having a lot of fun with that. I also picked up the new Guilty Gear, and uh, I've been loving on Everyone that. has picked up the new Guilty Gear. Oh, dude, it's so good, though. I uh, I picked it up. I played Faust. Or, uh, not Faust. Yeah, I played Faust for about four hours, and I kept getting matched with Potemkin in, like, good. level five. The game the game dropped me into level five immediately, which I felt, I felt pretty proud of myself getting there right off, like, without having played a fighting game since Mortal Kombat 11. And, uh... Faust players just kept wall slamming me, and I, I quit playing after four hours, and I haven't touched it since. <laughs> I, I haven't. Sorry, I just want go to ahead, say, I, I, no, no, I just want to say I haven't played Strive yet because I'm really bad at video games. I appreciate the series for its aesthetics, but I always get in super late uh, because I don't really play competitively that much. Plus, sixty dollars over here is like I know a tenth of my salary. It's not really feasible. <laughs> Oof. Well, uh, wait, 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 no, 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 you don't get that justification, Titty. Why? You live on the Eastern Block, where game developers are just happy to sell a copy of a game, let alone for MSRP. No. I know for a fact you can get a CD key for half price, if not less. In Russia, yes. You However, are Russia. No, we are not. Fuck off. <laughs> we are not Orthodox. How dare you? How yeah. fucking dare you, motherfucker? I, I feel like there was this whole thing that happened over in Europe. It was a couple years back where there was like some confusion about who owns what countries and who's where. And it it turned into this really big fight. I think they called it World War Two. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I just thought you were going to talk about the fact that Germany took over Georgia, or uh, <laughs> Russia took over Georgia. Oh, well, that, yeah. Yeah, they're they snuck into America. <laughs> I actually remember that. That was the dumbest thing on the planet, is like the fact that there was a country named Georgia. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, you know, a, a large swath of Americans suddenly discovered that there is an actual country called Georgia, and it's not, in fact, the state of Georgia. It's really stupid because it's just like an Anglo name for it. The actual name is different, but sure, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I just I always I always love Americans' reactions to any sort of world news is to watch it 
and just make everybody watch it. It can be the most violent, brutal, brutal thing imaginable, and we'll just be like, all right, everybody, gather around and watch the world burn. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't, like, Ahab, you're a little bit older than me, but, like, I was 11 when 9-11 happened. And I just remember my teacher being like, okay, kids, we're going to watch the new American tragedy and just turning on the news. And for like six hours that day, we just sat in class and watched like different angles of the planes crashing into the building. I was desensitized to the whole event before the day was even over. That's how they get you to the army. Oh, man, the the army is absolutely a psyop on teaching you how to dehumanize people. They do it so well. It's not even funny. Okay, hold on. Hold on now. Hold on now. You're not going to pull this one twice on me. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the army and I can tell you, I am perfectly capable of dehumanizing things on my own. I didn't need the government to do that for me. (laughs) I was going to tell you like the story of when they had us do like arresting drills where they're like, you're going to have to arrest people that don't speak the same language as you. And because they don't speak the same language as you, you can say whatever the hell you want to them. Oh no! And so they're like, "You, you got to pretend that your buddy there is a Middle Eastern, and you got to get him to handcuff himself." I don't really trust the army because, like, the moment we dropped mandatory service, we had like uh, around the time I was seventeen, we suddenly started making amazing games and publishing them all over the world. Meanwhile, meanwhile, South Korea has mandatory military service, and look at the twigs they produce. I, I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, um, I had a buddy from Finland. I, I know Poland and Finland aren't the same country at all because no, they're Poland's, not. Like, it, it, I mean, the only thing they really have in common is their language is insanely absurd. Like, we, we, we make fun of we, we make have, fun of the German language. Like, no, yeah. fin, Finnish is worse. Finnish is absolutely worse. But also, with Finland, we often argue who made vodka first. So there's that. <laughs> oh, just like in America, we argue who made the. Uh, Ahab, what's that sandwich that you dip? In the sauce, uh, it's 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 the one. It's like it, it's from Philadelphia. It's not it's not the cheesesteak, but it's the one where you like you take dried bread and meat, you dip it in a meat broth. That's a French dish. If you're talking about au jus, no, it's the French dip. There we go. Yeah, that's uh. Do you know that 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 uh sandwich was invented on the same day? Really, like two different. Yeah, two different locations invented it on the same day. I PSA, my, my internet cut out for this entire discussion, but it's fine now, so no worries. No, no, I was trying to continue the conversation without you, Titty. Well, that happens. Okay. Moth wanted so, to share uh, a fun fact about yeah. bread and meat in a dipping sauce. Well, he was talking about how vodka was invented by Finland and not Poland, and I was like, well, America invented the French dip twice on the same day. Nice. I, I will I will say you know what I miss though the most about like Europe and 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 maybe it maybe this doesn't exist in Poland but the the level of creativity that goes into ice cream oh yeah 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 absolutely like there's we have a lot of like ice cream parlors that pride themselves on doing the weirdest shit and relatively cheap too have they ever have they ever done spaghetti ice cream for you where they actually like put the ice cream through a spaghetti like a, a spaghetti cutter I haven't the dirt but I have seen it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like they, no, like they'll they'll dilute through that. Whether they have vanilla ice cream and they'll they'll put it through a spaghetti strainer, and then they'll cover it in like uh, strawberry sauce, and mm-hmm. then for meatballs it'll just be like chunks of chocolate. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, sounds weird, but also oddly appealing. Yeah, no, it's it's like the the Europeans have ice cream down pat. Like the the fact that I can't get good straciatella in America just makes me physically violent. You can get get good anything anything in America. So whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, I, I whoa. thought you'd be used get used to it by now. You can get a good bar. We, we fight. get we get some. Oh, we also get pretty good religions. Mm. Yeah, you get we make up all. some pretty good stuff. We get some pretty good imports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. We get good fireworks. Yeah, we get. Okay, we get you know awesome what? That, that's fireworks. fair. That's fair. Our fireworks fucking suck ass. And honestly, I would say our indie developers are. Uh, it's difficult because, like, the best European developers, like the best non-American, non-Japanese developers on the planet, are the equivalent of an American indie studio in the United States. So it's kind of like when I'm like our American indie developers. I mean, like our one to seven guy teams are better than anybody else. It's weird how that yeah. works out too. Like I think it's the small numbers and lack of support that drives them to like work harder and produce a better product overall. And it just like I don't know. There's something going on there that just works in a lot of cases. Or you can uh, develop an entire soundtrack for a game before programming even the first thing. Okay, yeah. Toby Fox. That that was exactly how Toby Fox did it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he said that he makes games to make people listen to his music, so I can buy that. Yeah, I mean, he does, for a long time, um, Hopes and Dreams was on my running playlist. But uh, I had to put my running playlist away for the next nine, uh, three months. Why? Because Ahab over here has uh, completely body shamed me into stopping cardio. <laughs> okay, so li- little twink moth here wants to, wants to pack on muscle, but... I'm not this- a twink, I'm 175 pounds. Yeah, That's and like, I'm 220. Uh, that's like 74 kilos. Okay, okay. Well, I was about to ask, what's that in non-hamburger? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Bald um, Eagles so, per hamburger. Thank you. So, Titty Winks, um, 175 centimeters at like 74 kilos, give or take. That's pretty nice. Right. So, yeah. Moth Moth wants to pack on more muscle, right? <clears throat> and he, 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 turned to, he turned to me and the boys. And he's like, what am I doing wrong? And he, he talks 79. about... 79 kilos. I was wrong. <laughs> ah, math, math is bad at math. Everybody point and laugh. Anyways. It's a 2.2 conversion. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> so, Moth goes, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm, I'm doing a lot of lifting. I'm consuming my entire body weight and protein every time. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I also run five miles a day. Like That's uh, roughly eight kilometers. Bruh. Like, what did you expect to happen? You're you're dumping all of your calories on cardio. I mean, those legs must be amazing, at least. Oh yeah, no, uh, my legs can lift more than any other part of my body for sure. <laughs> I mean, they lift their entire body, so yeah. No, no, but it's it's like generally when they talk about like um, good, like to have like to to be better than ninety nine percent of guys who go to the gym that aren't like uh, bloat maxers. Mm-hmm. You generally want like a five five plate deadlift, four plate. Uh, squat and a three plate bench, which is the equivalent of 225 pounds. No, 325 pounds. Wait, 315 pounds. It's okay. You take all the time you need to do. And 495 pounds. It's okay. It's an, it's an, it's an equivalent of pounds. Okay, I get it. it, it well, it's, it's equivalent of pounds, but it's it's the the bar itself is 20 kilos, and then every plate you add is 20 kilos, give or take. It's like 20.4. But when I say one plate, 
I actually mean two plates, one on each side. So it's like you, you bench the, the barbell, which is 40, 20 kilos. Then you have one plate on either side, which is another 20 kilos. So like one plate is 60 kilos, but then two plates is 100 kilos. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's what we're talking about. When I'm like three plates, I'm talking about benching 140 kilos, squatting 180 kilos, and deadlifting 220 kilos. But yeah, my, my body is in the point where I'll hit five-plate squat before I hit a five-plate deadlift. All right. So, Which, yeah, so Ahab, continue. So, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're talking to Moth about it, and we're like, okay, well, you need to cut cardio out. And Moth's first question is, well, is walks with my wife okay? We're like, yes, that's fine. <laughs> it's kind of adorable, but yes, that's fine. <laughs> But you need to lift heavy. You need to lift heavy often. You need to isolate your muscle groups and you need to stop doing so much damn cardio because that's why you're not putting on the muscle. You're killing it, 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 all of your muscle building on cardio. But that's not Saitama just, got strong. But, <laughs> well, Saitama did what's called endurance training, which is uh, very similar to what they have you do in the military when they're basically trying to keep you from being a fat, fat kid. Yep. And endurance training builds up your endurance muscles. So when he does like 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and a 10-kilometer run, Every single that's, day. Yeah, that's that's really, really good for having just endurance strength. That that would be like good strength if I was like maybe a, a lightweight boxer or like a, a bantamweight boxer. That'd be really good strength to have. Uh, I'm talking about actually trying to sculpt muscles on top of bones, which is I'm, I'm sabotaging that. And, and just to be clear, what I'm doing is... I will do chest day and then on the day where I'm resting my muscles before my next day. So it's like chest day and where the rest day should be, I'm running five miles, eight kilometers. And then the next day is a deadlift or a back day. And then I run five kilometers or five miles. And then it's a leg day, run five miles. And then I immediately after that. So it's like, I just do a six day circuit and then I'm right back to chest day. So like I've literally been pushing my body to its limit for almost two years now. Hmm. I mean, good luck with that. I don't have much more to add. Deadlift is when I have to use the stairs, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at, now, that we're, uh, now that we've gotten done with everybody's uh, days and how life's been going, uh, do we want to talk about anime finally? Uh, maybe. Actually, yeah, I want so, to talk about this. This I, I want, Hold on. Actually, you know what? I, want to, I just want to start off. I hate you for making me watch this. <laughs> okay. When you were like, oh, yeah, let's watch Demon Bane. I want Ahab on the episode for Demon Bane. I was like, okay, how bad? Wait, this is Moth we're talking about. And I started okay, watching so- it. And I, I just immediately realized that this anime, this is not an anime. This is a thinly veiled hentai built on a cocaine fever dream made by guys that are still rocking the Miami Vice look from the 80s. Okay? That's what this anime I mean, is. It was, the, it was 2006. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah. So so let's 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 do some let's do let's do the actual process behind how this episode got made. So we're we're trying to Ahab is our Ahab is our resident mecha expert. Nobody really cares about mecha as much as Ahab does on the podcast, which is nice because we we you know we we have Mike who uh, Mike is our resident gotry expert. We have Frog who is kind of our soft boy expert. Like Frog really likes kind of the more artistic experimental stuff. Um and, and he tends to like stuff that has more heart than anything else. And then you got me, where if it's just big men punching each other, that's that's my cup of tea. Um, and so we're, 
you know, Ahab, Ahab over here, he, he likes Mecca. And so I wanted to get Ahab on another episode, but I wanted him to be more in his element. So I was like, okay, let's get a Mecca, but let's not tread. Let's not tread trodden ground. Let's not do Gurren Logan. Let's not do Premier. Let's not do anything Gundam. Uh, let's not do anything Garo. Let, let's, let's get off the beaten path and let's do a Mecca that I guarantee most of our viewers have never even seen before or even heard of. Which is really funny because the people who made this also made Stein's Gate. And I said, okay, let's do Demon Bane. I haven't seen Demon Bane in probably 11 years. Let's watch White, Demon Bane. White folks did this? Oh my god. No, uh, Stein's Gate was not... Stein's Gate was made by Nitro Plus. Oh, you mean the, the uh, original visual novel? Yeah, yeah. Then it's Nitro yeah. Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so I said, let's do, let's do Demon Bane. Completely forgetting what Demon Bane was. Like, I haven't seen Demon Bane in 11 years. I have totally spaced the hot bag of ass that this anime actually is. Mm. But, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I took responsibility for this episode. And so I spent all last night while I was playing Elite Dangerous researching everything so that we could talk about this. And I have just gone down a rabbit hole. I, th this, this, this anime is something else. So, so let's talk about it. Um, Demon Bane came out in 2006. It was created by Nitro Plus. And for those of you who don't know what Nitro Plus is, they are the big dick daddies of visual novels. It's if basically the visual novel that put them on the map in the West. They also did uh, Sainauta, I think, uh, and some well, other titles. Uh, their first... I actually have the whole thing on the list right now, but like their, their first visual novel was Phantom of Inferno, which uh -huh. is... It is the most Japanese thing I can, I can imagine. Because it does that thing that, like, Jap like we have weeaboos where Americans will use, like, Japanese words really dumb. Japan does that with German words. And uh, it, it, the story is of, of a young boy named Spy. And he's trained to be an assassin by Eins. What is this, Gotham uh, Wink? It's just, it's, it's an assassin visual novel about a secret organization that kills people. <laughs> Be right back, bro. Gotta drop a colony on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, Nitro Plus is the, they're, they're the, they're the granddaddies of visual novels. Uh, pretty much everything that isn't Doki Doki Literature Club, they've had their hands in. Um, just to let you know, like, the, the other things they've done, it's Super Sonico, uh, you guys may not know who Super Sonico is. I do. I've seen the titties. Yeah, but it, it, it's just a pink-haired girl with headphones and giant titties. That that's Super Sonico. You've seen Super Sonico, even if you don't know what Super Sonico is. Okay, so basically, um, like literally any anime ever. Yeah, uh, they did Guilty Crown. Um, their their big one is uh, Dramatical Murder, Carnival, and Steins Gate. Those are the big three. Those it's are the three big visual novels. I would also say Sayonara is pretty big. It's pretty well known. Uh, but with Demon Bane especially, there is this background that I have in it, uh, in that back when the Umineko visual novel was coming out, I frequented J JP on 4chan, and fuckers wouldn't shut the fuck up about Demon Bane back then. Like, it's the mecha to end all mecha power levels discussion, because it gets ridiculous towards the end with how it transforms. It can shift into parallel dimensions, make infinite copies of itself, whatever. And after watching three episodes of this shit, I was like, oh... On God, really? This is what you're batting for? It's... It, it, okay, so we have to realize, Demon Bane came out uh, during the lull in animation. Um, mm -hmm. 
Mm. I want to say Japan hit a real creative bankruptcy in about 2003 when it came to anime. I, I promised almost two years ago that I would do an episode on this, and I just have not been asked to sit down and research this. Um, but I have a theory that between about 2003 and 2009, aside from like a few of the truly standouts, and even though I don't like it, Lucky Star falls into this category. There's like Lucky Star, Gurren Lagann, and like maybe three other really big animes that came out in that era. But between 2003 and 2009, it was almost like anime had corrupted or like had gone completely bankrupt financially and nobody could produce anything good. And Demon Bane comes out smack in the middle of this era. Like Demon Bane literally comes out in 2006. So dead center of this, nothing good is coming out. It, absolutely nothing good is coming out. I think Gurren Logan had another year before it was coming out. Um, Steins yeah, Gate had maybe. three more years before it came out. I mean, I am not kidding. This is in the middle of the biggest drought in anime we had had for years. Hey, so hey, look, Gundam Seed came out in the time. It can be all okay. Stuff. Look, we don't talk about Gundam Seed. So, so I've heard. I haven't even seen it. I just played the video game on Game Boy Advance. You are not missing no. anything. Seed was crap. Sorry, the designs were cool, though. I'll give them that. Designs were I'm just cool. the story was crap. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. Um, what is, what is the most recent Gundam game that came out to PS4? Uh, it's the free-to-play one. By free-to-play, I mean you're going to be paying money in about a week. Um, Gundam... It, it, it's the second one in the series. It's like Gundam Front Operations or something? No, no, no. I don't think it was Frontline Operations. It was something else. It's you, it's the fighting game, it's, right? Like like an arena fighter? No, no. It's 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 it, it, Yeah, it's kind of an arena fighter. But you can get out of your Gundam and you can like actually like shoot rockets from out of your Gundam. You have to actually complete some objectives by getting out of your Gundam. Why would I want to do I that? I can't remember what it's... I, well, I'm just saying, like, they, they actually really tried to build off, like, the idea of, like, you're the pilot, not the Gundam. Titanfall 2? <laughs> I, I hope Titanfall 3 comes out, because Titanfall 2 was too good of a game. It still has an active player base almost, uh, what, a decade later? Yeah. yeah, I played, like, two hours of multiplayer when it was free, and it actually slaps. I have to play the campaign after I'm done. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the campaign, campaign is weird. Great. So I've heard, yeah. The campaign is so bizarrely good for the type of game it is. Um, that being said, I think, I think when I played Titanfall 2, I just ran Legion. That was my, no, uh, was it, it's not Firebreaker, it was Inferno, right? Uh. Who's, who's the fire one? Oh, dude. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Um. Yeah, there's the two heavies. There's Legion and then there's one other. Yeah, it's, it's the ogre body style from the first one, but it, he, yeah. he's got all the flame based attacks. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It just it, it makes me so mad that like out of all the customization options that game had, it didn't have the ability for you to change your damn robot's voice. Mm. It's like, come on, just just let me have a girl. <laughs> when it says "Welcome back, pilot," I missed you. Like, let let me get let me let me get like Nico Robbins voice acting. See, you you just want a giant robot to be all ara ara with your ass, is what it is. Yep. So speaking of Demon Bane. <laughs> But, uh, no, no, um, yeah, so Demon Bane comes out smack in the middle. This is what's interesting about Demon Bane. I have been having a mental meltdown figuring this out. So, we're gonna do a trivia hour now, because I know you guys didn't research this. Once again, Nitro Plus did this. Nitro Plus, granddaddies of visual novels. They are, I, I mean, these guys 
these guys have money. They are the visual novel kings of Japan. So every anime they've done for their visual novels has been done by amazing studio. Um, Phantom of Inferno, which was their first visual novel that hit the map in 2000, was animated by B-Train, who did all the dot .hack animes. Um, Steins Gate... Da -da 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 -da, I'm, I'm like looking through my notes right here. Uh, Super Sonico was done by White Fox, who did Kata Katana Gattery and Steins Gate as well. Yep. So... White Fox knows what they're doing. They did Steins Gate. They did Katana Gattery. They also did the RE0 series. That's what they're currently working on. Um, Guilty Crown, which was one of their other visual novels, was done by Production IG. So, like, I've just dropped three big names. I mean, B-Train's not as huge name, but White Fox, as much as I hate it, they did Katana Gattery. Like, they, 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 they're a big name. Yep. Um, Studio IG, obviously, is massive. Hell, they got Toei. To do Expelled from Paradise, which I don't actually think is a visual novel. From all means, it just looks like it was an animated project, like a movie. Still, holy shit. Hmm. Yeah. So these guys, like, and I mean, these guys work with DMM, who is a, uh, they're, they're a big gotcha company. They did uh, Kantai Collection and Token Ranbu. So, like, I, I need to emphasize here before I drop this on you guys. Nitro Plus has money. Nitro Plus knows animation studios. Okay. What the fuck Dem happened? <laughs> Demon Bane... Demon Bl Bane was animated by a studio called Viewworks. I spent four hours last night looking into Viewworks. So I, I had to do so much cross-referencing and research, it wasn't even funny. 2006, Viewworks does the animation for Demon Bane. Okay, who's Viewworks? What else have they worked on? Viewworks doesn't have a website. There's two Viewworks that have websites. One does uh, X-ray tablets for radiography. They make the tablets to receive images when you expose somebody to X-ray. And the other Viewworks does display stands for conventions. Like if you have banners hanging from the ceilings, if you have stands that just like hold pictures on them. The other Viewworks does display stands. There is not an animation company called Viewworks. So, so I'm thinking... Yeah, go ahead. So, so this is like a like a front company kind of thing, almost like like the, See, that's the thing. Did, did like the the yakuza make this anime or something? Like, what's going on See, here? So that's the thing. Originally, I was thinking that like, hey, you know, they didn't think Demon Bane was going to be a lot of money, so they they fronted a company and they basically animated in house and called themselves ViewWorks. Like they said, hey, uh, instead of just saying we're Nitro Plus Animation Studio, we're ViewWorks. That's what I thought. And that's what I looked into. I was like, so who is Viewworks? Well, I traced them all the way back to 2000. So six years before Demon Bane, Viewworks worked on the Pokemon movie, Pokemon 3, in 2000. It doesn't, it doesn't say what they were credited to, but they at least worked on the movie. At least in between us, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they, they must have done something. Huh. So this company has been legitimate at least since 2000. And then uh, they assisted a company, JC Studio, another big name in the animation studio. They assisted JC Studio in an anime called Someday's Dreamers. So, to reiterate, this, ant this company existed before Nitro Plus commissioned them. But they don't have a website. They don't really have an IMDB page. They don't have a My Anime Network page, an Anime Planet page. They don't have their own website. They don't have a Facebook. They don't have a LinkedIn these guys, oh, uh, they also, in 2006, picked up commission to do a 
uh, Armored Core movie. They, uh, I guess one of the Armored Core games in 2006 was going to be launched with a 22-minute OVA burned onto the disc. What? And they picked up the contract for it. Really? But the OVA never came into existence, and all we have is like three screenshots of it and nothing else. It doesn't exist. Well, I feel so. I feel like I got ripped off. I love Armored Core. Yeah, it's 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 here's like, but here's the thing: these guys did something in two thousand, disappeared, assisted another studio in two thousand six with another anime, and then they did all of Demon Bane, and then after that they assisted another studio in two episodes of an anime called Samurai High School Girl. They assisted on like episode ten and twelve, I believe, or like seven and ten. Um, so this is a legitimate studio. This isn't a front run by Nitro Plus. So I'm thinking here, like, okay, y- you know, so 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 who are these guys? And then I dug up a name. Uh, Demon Bane was directed, storyboarded, and keyframe animated by Shoichi Masuo. Uh, for those of you who don't know who that is, uh, he's one of the big daddies who worked on Neon Genesis Evangelion. It always comes back to Ava. It always well, comes back. To- he got his breath on Eva, but now it's his passion project. I'm sure. <laughs> well, he did. Uh, he died in 2017, but he did all three Ava. He did all three Ava movies. He did uh, Ava 1.0. You are not alone. You cannot advance, and you cannot redo. He was key animation. Uh, he was special effects director. I mean, this guy. This guy is one of the men responsible for bringing Eva to life. Um, he's he has an entire art gallery exhibit dedicated to him. Like Masuo is a big name in mecha anime. And he did directing and storyboarding for all 12 episodes of Demon Bane. Oh shit. I, I just, I, the, the more I dig into this anime and the more I like dig into what happens, the weirder this anime is to me. I mean, the like voice casting is also, quite all over the place yeah like some two two bit character butler is voiced by the same guy that does dio in jojo right now uh that i don't remember quite remember the name but, uh, but like uh, i re- talked with you before moff and you said like the main character isn't credited anywhere <laughs> no no so uh kuro the so the main character demon bane is uh kuro which you know it's a vn when the main character's name is literally black um Kuro only has one real standout role, and that's Choji from Naruto. So this dude's biggest claim to fame is the fat kid from Naruto. So so that's that's the that's the main character right there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alazif. Uh Alazif, who apparently I, I guess I, I thought it, it, we're gonna get into how complicated this is later, but Alazif, the book, the Grimoire, the Girl, um, she has no credits. Alazif is voiced by a no-name actress who seems like an in-house Nitro Plus voice actress. Like, she's contracted to do voice acting for them, but she, she's not mentioned in anything else. Like, she she pretty much has done Alazif. She's done Alazif in any, like, thing where she shows up in, like, a SNK versus Nitro Plus game. But, like, she's only credited for Alazif. She's not credited for anything else. But then, all the secondary characters... Are voiced by big names, like uh, Winfield the Butler, is vo- voiced like like you said, Titty. Uh, it's voiced by Koyasu Takahito, the guy who does Dio, uh, 
the main character from Uran High School Host Club. I, I mean, this guy is one of the like the three big daddy long dicks in voice acting. Yep, Papa Shirogana, the one, the only. Yeah, he and he's a side character. Yeah, he's you know like what? I. I just want to interject real quick that the butler immediately stood out to me. One because his head is shaped like a fucking Dorito, but two, <laughs> like. The guy's voice, like it just stood out to me, like his voice acting, like he's he's very consistent, he's very controlled, and he's he's on point every time his character's on the screen. And I, it just it it struck me as odd that you know, like you're saying, like this this side character who is mildly relevant to the story, but like you know, he stands in the shadow of like the main character, and he's this big oh, voice he's, actor he's the, has like all these like big successful works and everything and then the main character himself is just like you know it's choji i, I it it's kind of mind-bending honestly like yeah well what's, what's what's even better is the main villain um therion is voiced by hikaru midokaro Midor, midoru kawa fuck um <laughs> which may not seem like a big name but he did cherry blossom and skate the infinity He's Garo in One Punch Man. Um, he's Sakamoto in Sakamoto. And he's Garo from the most recent One Punch Man Season 2. So we have two very, very secondary characters. And they're two of the biggest names in Japanese voice acting. I mean, these guys are right up there with the guy who does um, Bakugo from freaking... Wow. My Nakugo, Hero Academia. The, 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 the son of Nakugo. Yeah, the son of Nakugo. Yeah, it's it's we literally have Bakugo like these guys are in the same league as Bakugo's voice actor. Like these are big names. And then the main character is a nobody and his grimoire is an in-house voice actress. I I feel like uh, there was some some weird stuff going on there. Like maybe maybe while while the development team was, you know, sitting there pounding their faces into mountains of cocaine on the development room floor table. You know, they just, they kind of mixed up all the names on the list. And, you know, the butler was supposed to be the main character and the bad guy was supposed to be the Grimoire. And, you know, all, well, actually, that'd be really funny. It's <laughs> like deep manly voice on a girl. Just have Dio do Alizy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we fucked up the casting list. Hope nothing bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we do it no, live. No, it's, it's, it's. Well, it's just this anime is it's so bizarre. Like literally, the the I was having a mental meltdown. I tried to explain it to my wife last night, and I just it, uh, let's go even deeper in here. So the song was written by Yuichi Ikuzawa, who has his own YouTube channel. He's actually a pretty decent uh, musician. Um, he was contracted to do the intro song, um, and of note, the only really big name he has in anime. And I, I did some digging. There's not a lot about him. He did the Demon Bane OP. And then he did the original Japanese version of the Yu-Gi-Oh! theme song. Mm. So, like, once again, you know, you just, you have this, like, you know, hey, I really liked Yu-Gi-Oh! See if that guy's available to do an intro. Mm -hmm. um, and then Nanako Ito, who does the outro song, uh, she's Nitro Plus's in-house musician. Like, she she absolutely does a lot of their musical work whenever there's audio. Um, the mean only thing you... The OST oh, that was in the episodes proper, I think it was pretty okay. Sometimes it wasn't really fitting, but the tracks themselves were good. But yeah. the intro song is like, 
it's okay, but it's completely unfitting. And now but, I know why. Yeah. Well, here's my question for you. If you were to play that intro song without the visuals over the Yu-Gi-Oh theme song, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. Oh my so God. It, it absolutely makes sense. Um... So the, the, the female, uh, the, the, the outro, the outro OP, the, the ED, whatever, uh, it's done by, like I said, Kanako Ito. And her big things that you might know her is Fate's Fall, which was a League of Legends music. She did all the music for Steins Gate. And Etrian Odyssey Untold 2, she did that main song. Like, you know how every game kind of has that like big main song? It's a song called Reach Out for the Future. So she's not quite as no-name as Ikuzawa, but she mostly does music. So once again, we spent all of our money on the butler. <laughs> <laughs> the boxing butler with a head shaped like a Dorito and wears and eyeliner I might, for some reason. I might be having a fever dream because I only had you guys watch the first three episodes, but I could swear this dude uses wires as a weapon later in the anime. Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that far. I actually, I watched it, five or six episodes. Aren't you just confusing him with Walter from Helsing because he doesn't? Yeah, that's him. that's the thing. Like, I'm almost positive him and uh, oh gosh, what him and Sebastian from Helsing are the same character. I mean, Sebastian is not the Dorito shape, but I can see it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're absolutely the same character. Um, so so once again, like production for this is all over the place, like. It, it, you know, they didn't use any of the... No, like, And this is 2006, so this is like right before Steins Gate, but they had contracted big studios in the past. Once again, I mean, we had the same guy who did Dot .hack, like the same studio that did Dot .hack do their first visual novel, which wasn't half as successful as Demon Bane. Um, you know, and, and Ziz Studio did the audio. Uh, Ziz Studio, just so you know, like keeping up with them, they did the Fate Zero soundtrack. That's their only other big claim to fame. Uh, nice. It was... It was aired on Wow Wow, uh, Wow Wow Studio. That's where they. That's the channel that had it. So, um, here's something else. I just as I've been going absolute ballistic trying to figure this out. The anime isn't even, or the yeah, the anime isn't even based on the visual novel. Yeah, yeah, it's based on the. You said it before. What was it? The PS2 visual novel. Oh god, yeah, the censored one without the sex. So we'll see yeah, so, so the original visual novel comes out, and the vis original visual novel is an Arrow game. And then I think in either 2005 or 2006, um, it got ported to PS2 uh, during like the like the PS2's death throes. Like they're like, hey, let's just sneak another game under it. As all VNs did, I think. Uh, as who? All, all visual novels. Like there's Higurashi on PS2 for some godforsaken reason, like two years after PS3 came out. So, I, you know, I, it, what's really weird is I really need to get around to Higurashi because Higurashi is in the same vein as, uh, it's in the same vein as Corpse Party. And I just love watching people get murdered. That's fair. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, I, I think you'll get a kick out of it if you can get past the Studio Dean animation. Fair. But yeah, it's, 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 so we don't, the, the anime isn't even based on the original visual novel. And now bear in mind, like the, the only difference between the original visual novel and the PS2 one is they pretty much cut out the sex scenes. Hmm. I but why it's, they, do that. They, they pretty much yeah no kidding it's almost like to get it released on a ps2 you have to be censored <laughs> which is funny because i guess the i was doing more research and I, I was kind of reaching fever dream states where nothing was cohesive anymore but i guess there's a bunch of evangelion visual novels on the ps2 as well 
Yep, there are. Some of them even really? have canon information on the series that make it worse. Like, so like it's where the aliens came from or what Zella was planning. So it's completely Yeah, worthless. so in case there's plot holes in, in the original anime, because God oh forbid God. the original anime had any plot holes, uh, to get what you're missing, you have to play the PS2 game. Oh, Jesus. You know what? On that note, too, and I think I said it in 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 our chat, this anime... It, it does like that typical Japanese, I'm going to put like lots of Americanized things in here. Like you can see like the Golden Gate Bridge. There's a, a building that very closely resembles the Pentagon. You know, the city itself looks kind of... I think Big of, Ben is in there, by the way. Yeah, Big Ben's in there. Um, so yeah, you got Big Ben, the city itself, Arkham City, no relation Arkham, to Batman. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, it's no, like, Arkham City is Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Batman also did homage to Lovecraft with Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So. It, it has uh, a sort of like New York City kind of look to it. Like it's it, on top of that, a, it, it the giant the giant robots the 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 fight scenes like the the whole feel of this show has very like mid two thousands JRPG to it like. Demon Bane itself looks like something that was stolen off the cutting room floor for Xeno Gears. You know? You're not wrong. The mecha design irks me really hard because I looked up some key visuals from the visual novel, and unlike in the anime, it doesn't have pupils in its eyes. And like, why did they make that change? I don't get it. He looks like a very angry black guy. Which I was going to say, does anybody else feel like Demon Bane's just a black dude in a suit of yeah, armor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's very on point for Lovecraftian horror, right? That the scariest thing is a black guy. But still, guys, maybe don't. If, 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 you guys, if you guys have never seen Demon Bane and haven't looked it up while listening to this audio... Uh, take, like, the most generic-looking black guy from Reign the Conqueror. That's another anime that came out in 1999. Um, take, like, a generic black guy drawn in the style of Reign the Conqueror and put him in Garo's armor and then just amp up his knee pads to 11. Yeah. That, that's that, Demon Bane. In general, I'm very confused by Demon Bane because they very clearly were influenced by Lovecraft. There's Arkham, there's the fact that the girl is the Necronomicon. Like, uh, in the library, the girl said, oh yeah, my name is Niara. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess, who, who are you, huh? Niara uh, Thorpe. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you take Lovecraft, and out of it you get a guy kisses a lolly and turns into bootleg the devil man to fight bootleg Jojo characters in a mecha. It's like, not where I would go with that. Yeah. Well, did you get did you get the Twin Peaks reference? No, no, I didn't. What the fuck? Boom. The Black Lodge. Oh yeah, I suppose the Red Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's it's. I mean, there I just... was there there was a Silver Lodge, I believe, in Lovecraft as well in, in his stories. Yeah. So like we got it, this this movie is. You just you take one part Lovecraft. You take three parts Mecha, and you take one part uh, David Lynch, and you just throw it in a blender, and then add a ton of fan service. Yeah. And Ahab didn't even get to the part, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I wonder what happened in the anime, like, in the original visual novel here. But there's a part where they just all inhale aphrodisiacs and start raping each other. That was episode I, five, Ahab, wasn't it? I don't. I think they were fighting Dagon that episode. Yep, that's the one. I saw that one. I, I mean, that's the point. 
You, uh, I think you missed, like, in episode 9 or 10, like, right before the big showdown starts happening, uh, the main character goes insane and just starts making bullets in a lab underground. Like, the, the main character goes tinfoil hat crazy and just, like, Kuro starts making bullets and guns in a basement to fight God. I mean, he lives in a city where nobody lives unless that, that it's something is to be destroyed. So I, I'm not surprised I would go to full tinfoil hat too. Okay. I, so, I find, no, I just want to say, I find it really 2006 that, oh, there's this grimoire in a body of a little girl that, you know, it has unlimited power because it's the Al-Azif, the original Necronomicon in Arabic, yada, yada, yada. First scene, panty shot. Yeah, 2006. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they introduce her to the main character with a panty shot. Perfect. Yeah, us first into the face. So let's 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 do this. We we've been recording for about fifty three minutes, and we haven't actually talked about exactly what Demon Bane is. That's true. Demon Bane, uh, at its core, was a visual novel, and the main premise is that in the future women are objects again, <laughs> and uh, there are books of ancient writing called grimoires uh, that are related. Possession. They're, they're, yeah, they're generally, they're meant to be owned by men. And uh, their, their entire objective is their original sorcerer writings that amplify the innate powers of a sorcerer. And some sorcerers, when strong enough, can summon mechas from the old world. Or from other dimensions. Or can turn monsters into mechas. It's a deus machina. It's a god to you lowly people. It has fucking amazing kneecaps. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have a quick question and, uh, to ask about this. Which came first? Big O or Demon Bane? Because there's okay. some similarities Big o. there. Big O, I think, was 1997. Okay, so, alright. Now that we got that out of the mm. way, please continue. Yeah, so it's... Um, so the main character... Basically, there's a shadow organization that is run by the Big Granddaddy. I keep using Big Daddy too much. Hmm. Uh, run by the Big Daddy Sorcerer Therion. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> hey, Big O's Automotive is currently closed today. <laughs> How is that? Uh, right? I, I, I was looking up Big O on the end. Uh, 2009 or 1999 to 2001. And Big O is Japanese Batman. Let's not confuse anything here. Yeah. Yes, amazing. Japanese Batman who is an investigator with a giant robot and a little lolly that assists him. There's absolutely no similarity to Demon Bane there at all. Although the lolly is also a robot. So instead of a book, she's a robot. Yeah. yeah. A non-human, human-looking thing. It's a robot girl named Dorothy that's 10 out of 10 already. I can't complain yep. about that. So, uh, Therion is, I, from my understanding, because once again, we're getting a very watered-down version of the main story, and this this is very much, play. this is what you were supposed to do. You are supposed to play the visual novel, then you were supposed to buy the PS2 game and watch the one episode OVA, and then you were supposed to watch the anime to enjoy everything you just read in a very hyper-condensed 12-episode series. So we're we're two steps behind where we're supposed to be right now. Yeah, apparently there's like a whole character cut out because the big TD church girl is supposed to also be like a superhero called Metatron, uh, from what I've seen. And also it's just like one story path adapted uh, from the entire visual novel. Yeah, you we, we, they went one route. Like the, the Demon Bane, I mean, from my understanding in the visual novel, you could side with the Black Lodge, like... You can do all sorts of stuff, um, but we we're getting the. What's funny is technically the anime ends on the canon good ending, but 
it perverts the canon good ending in a way that uh, the sequel anime can't, or the sequel video game that came out after the original video game, uh, if they went with the ending from the anime, that other video game would have made no sense. So this this is a box. This is a universe in a box that is irrelevant to everything else in the Demon Bane universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the Therion, I think from what I got, it's his, his, his motives are completely unknown to me. Like, I, I've watched this anime four or five times, and I still have no idea what this dickhead is trying to do. Why would you do that to yourself? But, dude, when I was lonely at like 18 <laughs> years old, I would just watch anime over and over and over again. I probably saw Ron five times, and that had way more episodes than this. You, you should have watched Ron eight times, and this only once. <laughs> But uh, from what I can tell, Therion wants to collect all the grimoires, which is funny because as far as I can tell, the Black Lodge already has all the grimoires. Like, yeah, but not that one. They ha- uh, Yeah, they, they had all the grimoires, but they didn't have the Necronomicon, even though from what they showed at the beginning, they could have just picked her up. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> like, it's... it's, it's, it's it, it, literally, the entire anime relies on Deus Ex Machina's. Hmm. On, on the topic of grimoires, actually, I found, I completely died in I think episode two uh, when they fight the big evil Tyrion, whatever guy. The first time he summons his grimoire and she fucking wipes the main duel by saying "Abracadabra," <laughs> fucking died. What? <laughs> She's not even his main grimoire, if I recall. Oh my god. Uh, later in the series, he throws her to the side and summons a different grimoire. That man has side bitches. <laughs> well, they're, they're books. They're not people. Keep in mind, this is Nitro Plus. The guy's responsible for Can Cole, so they don't think see women as like anything other than weapons. Wait, they're you're fucking. They're not responsible for Can Cole. They they collaborated with DMM to make Can Cole. Okay. G- or sorry, Kantai, Kantai, not Can Cole. See that that's different. Okay. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> well, one drains your balls, the other drains your soul. And I don't know which they is They both which. drain your wallet. <laughs> it drains my sanity. Yeah, I, I, but I remember, like, these guys did RE0, these guys did Stein's Gate. These guys really have the idea that women are tools down to a science. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, so Therion's trying to collect all the grimoires has the absolute ability in episode 2 to pick up Alazif and doesn't because, hey, let's have fun. Yeah. yeah, that happens multiple times, actually, across the, for what, five or six episodes that I watched. Like, when he sends two of the, the Anti-Cross members after Kuro, and, like, they have him pinned to the, to like, his back's to the wall. Like, he is in a bad situation. He's about to get his ass handed to him. And Therion's just like, nah, just let him go. I'm like, yeah. that's typical anime bullshit bad guy stuff right there. Like, haha, I'm ahead. I'm about to take out the only person who can stop me from completing my plan. And I'm just going to give him another chance. Why? But it's like to said it because in the first episode, uh, uh, he escapes with the Grimoire. They talk for a bit. And somehow the Black Lord surrounded them with cars. They stuck up on them with cars just to flash at them with the headlights. Yeah. <laughs> to make, make the visual. Like, how the fuck did you get there? How did they hear well, you? They, they didn't explain what the cars are fueled by. Because if the cars are fueled by steam, they would actually be relatively silent. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, the, the only sound they make are the children crying in pain at the, at the bottom of them. In the engine shaft? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please, mister, if I keep rotating the gears, can I see my brother? 
your brother is dead. But here's a piece of bread. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I just... The, the entire... It, it's... Weirdly enough, this anime still wasn't as bad as I remember. Um, because I remember the etchy... And I remember, like, watching episode one and two just, like, before we recorded and being like, man, this isn't half as etchy as I remember. And then Dr. West creates his robot. And he creates the perfect robot-human hybrid and doesn't give her pants. Yeah, totally not fan service there or anything. It just... Real real quick, just just because this stood out to me so hard. Can we talk about when they chose to animate and when they chose not to animate the show? So it's, um, there's a big thing, and anybody who's a fan of anime knows this, but there's, there's like, times where they put in the barest amount of effort necessarily, necessary, where they didn't, like, zoom in on characters' faces, have them talk from side angles, shift the character back and forth on the frame, whatever they can do to save time in between cuts when something unimportant is happening. When they introduced in Therion... Two. Yeah, go on. When they introduced Therion in the church... They put so much effort into animating his hair swaying back and forth. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> and then Lucia, whatever her name is, comes up to blo- body block him. And he backhands her. And the animation just stops. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she's just a rigid model flying through the air hitting the ground. Yeah. Her, her entire frame just levitates in the air. It doesn't even gyrate. It just sits there at a half spin, and then just falls into the pews. Yeah, after after they done with that fight, actually, uh, uh, at the end of that episode, there's like a, I think, 15 seconds cut where the two main characters are talking, but it's like this blurry as shit shot with them in the distance, the, the, drawn with the least amount of details possible. And even watching subs, I noticed this shit. So how bad it must be for a native watcher? <laughs> like, fuck. I, I mean, Ab, did you notice any of this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, again, like, I want to go back to what I said at the start of this and just reiterate that I hate you for making me watch this fever dream. <laughs> like, well, I want to, I want to fly thing, out we... to where you are, and I just want to bully you into oblivion, like swirling. I can these still run faster than you. Tape you to a flagpole. Everything you think so. <laughs> I can. You got what? You're the same height as me, and have. Fifty pounds of fat over me. I'm pretty sure I can get away. Fifty pounds. Of oh, fat that's over where that, all that carrier comes in handy. Most <laughs> <laughs> running away. Well, this this is where it becomes an endur- uh, endurance versus strength game because Moth might be able to run, but he can't hide forever. <laughs> Jokes on you. I know how to climb trees. I know how to take them down. <laughs> I think but, uh, as long as Moth runs with a Mormon sure they will just shoot you down, so he wins. Well, so once again, something really weird that happened to me. Um, So, Ahab, you may not be as as into this, so I'm going to explain this as if I'm explaining it to you. But one studio does not work on One Piece every single day. Uh, So it's not like one studio produces one episode of One Piece each week. I think there's between, and and Tid, you might be able to correct me here, there's between like three and five studios. I've never worked on One Piece, so... No. Well, well, no, but like any, any, and they don't do this anymore. I think like One Piece and Detective Conan are the only animes that do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you have these animes like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Detective Conan, and One Piece, where they're just writing alongside the manga, um, 
what they'll do is they'll have like three or five studios so that your deadline isn't you have to do one studio a week. You have to do one studio a month or one episode a month. So they're like, hey, you guys are going to work on this episode in, in four weeks. This is what you're going to have to get done. Um, and that, that was a practice for a very long time. Dragon Ball did that. Detective Conan did that. One Piece still does that. Um, it, it's an old process. They don't do it anymore. They'll, they'll do it what uh, My Hero Academia and One Punch Man does now, where they'll just have one studio do the 13 episodes. They'll take, like, they won't take a break, but then they'll have a year to prep for the next 13 episodes. Yeah. The like tapeworm approach to anime is done by now. It's kind of yeah. weird when you think about it. And so this anime kind of falls into that situation where they knew they had a limited run. They had 12 episodes. We're releasing this in 2006, three years after the visual novel ended, uh, at about the same time that the anime or that the the PS2 game's coming out. So why did the animators change between episode two and three? Did they? I, 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 watch episode two and then watch episode three and tell me the character models didn't shift dramatically. For a moment there, I wanted to say that it might be the same case as Legend of the Galactic Heroes where they had to do frames all over again for the Blu-ray release, but I was like, wait a minute, no, that can't be right. Yeah, there's well, there's no Blu-ray release. Well, there's nothing. Release? Yeah, it, it, it got a DVD release. It's, it's, it's an OVA. It's a 12-episode OVA. It's only got a DVD release. You can get on eBay for 400 bucks now because it's out of print. Like the price it, of insanity. I mean, Ahab, you're. I mean, you you like Mecha, but you're not. You don't have your ear to the heartbeat of anime like the rest of us do. I Correct. mean, did you notice the animation changes like between episodes? The like character models are completely changed. Proportions are completely changed. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, did, like the the blonde church lady, for example, in episode one, she has kind of more of a. I mean, I mean, she's, you know, she still has like that weird blonde haircut and the big glasses and like she's very voluptuous and everything. But like in the later episodes, like all of that is way more pronounced, especially the the Dagon episode where they're like at the beach or something at first. And they're all in like bikinis and it's like they showcase her body completely differently from how they did in episode one. Like just as an example. That's her. More tits. Yeah. More tits, more ass. Let's go. I like how when I typed in Demon Bane and typed in the first letters EP, episode 5 was the first one that came up. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, we, we know everybody's favorite episode. Hmm, can't imagine why. Uh, it's just... it, it what, What's so funny to me is, like, in episode 1 and 2, it had a very... Um, it's funny that I'm bringing up Langrisser again. Uh, episodes 1 and 2 had a very Langrisser design for the characters. And for those... Uh, sorry, Growlancer. Not Grand... Growlancer. I have to emphasize, Growlancer is a little bit famous because the 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 guy who does like the character designs for Growlancer is kind of in the same league as um, the guy who does Dragon Ball Z. Uh, wow, I cannot remember his name. Toriyama. Akira Toriyama. Yeah. So Akira Toriyama, if you guys don't know, does all the designs for Dragon Quest. That's why they look exactly the same. The guy who does Growlancer is kind of in that same level of famous, where you can always tell when he designs characters because he he tends to do it almost in a Western way. Where the women have very, um, like they, they have very form fitting bodysuits. Huge like, boobs. It's, 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 yeah, huge boobs. And so episodes <laughs> one and two were reminding me a lot of Growlancer because, like, while the women didn't have like massive titties, they basically drew a naked model and then, like, took Close an MS paint, 
Yeah, they like drew lines in MS Paint and then just like filled in with the color brown. Like that that's how a lot of the girls' outfits look. All then the M like maids in episode one were fucking ridiculous with that. It was just like, yeah, they're these aren't clothes. They don't exist. Who are you trying to kid? But then look at the maids sitting in their chairs in episode one, and then mm -hmm. go to the maids sitting in their chairs in episode three, suddenly they all have nipples. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's, the, the robot girl as well had like very visible nips the, the first scene she showed up. I was like, wow, really? We're going there? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's... It, it, I, let, let's, let's clarify something right here. I do not recommend anybody watch Demon Bane. I don't recommend you read the visual novel because visual novels aren't video games. Like, they're, they're just comic books with extra steps. Um, extra we're not steps recommending are... this. Nobody, nobody in this conversation is recommending that you watch Demon Bane or read the visual novels. This is a chunk of history that we are choosing to talk about. That that's it. We we're just clarifying this right now. Extra steps are what make a difference between fine wine and vinegar. So fuck you. Read visual novels, just not this one. <laughs> visual novels aren't good. It's like I'm trying to figure out how to quite describe my hatred. There are books novels. with music. It's a perfect marriage. What are we talking about? <laughs> you could just read a book while listening to Linkin Park. You don't that, need it won't be to as pay good. 60 bucks. I don't know which Linkin Park song to play for each scene because I don't know what will happen yet. Somebody needs just to do that for me. <laughs> just play My December the whole time on loop. <laughs> Fuck you, it's June. I don't even know what to say to that. No. I, it's Well, it's like visual. It's it's um, what is the term? Like we as a society have advanced past the need for visual novels. Evolution. Have we? Have we though? I'm, well, here's I'm, look, the thing. I'm, I'm looking at Twitter and people see like free wars and see. Oh, I'm not reading that. We need visual novels to teach these people a lesson. <laughs> Freedom war. Here's the thing. Metal Gear Solid is the Metal Gear Solid Five is the logical evolution of visual novels. True. They have? Actually, I I, I, I I know you're baiting me. I know you're they baiting have? me. But am I wrong? I'm gonna bully you so much. <laughs> How, how like, dare metal, you? Like, Do not... No, you don't talk about Metal Gear Solid Five like that. That game is a masterpiece. Well, Even if it was incomplete, it is, it is a showcase that Hideo Kojima is a mastermind when it comes to making video games. He combines yeah, his elements... Death Stranding is the Death Stranding is the logical evolution of Metal Gear Solid. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to beat you up. Oh. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't actually have a horse here because I haven't played this track. Okay, so... Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Hideo Kojima even talked about this. He said that uh, Death Stranding is the logical evolution to Metal Gear Solid and to the fact that Metal Gear Solid is a mankind's first tool. It is a knife. It is designed to separate and destroy. And that is Metal Gear Solid's story. Then he said that Death Stranding is mankind's next tool, which is a rope, which connects people. And in this way, Death Stranding is the logical evolution of Metal Gear Solid. Okay, I can agree with that on the basis <laughs> that Death Stranding is a totally different experience from Metal Gear Solid. It's not really. You sneak around and knock people unconscious. That's and like move, that's a you minor move, element. You move around with boxes, Get sneak around, and knock people oh, unconscious. How is that any different yeah. than Metal Gear Solid? It is Solid? a minor element in a game oh, that offers way more than just "haha, I'm really sneaky." Like, yes, it has combat sections. Yes, it has stealth sections 
but the overall experience that you get out of Death Stranding is as intended. It's the connections that you make with people, you know, with the NPCs that you okay. come across in the game, the the emotional story that is told from these people. And there are moments in that game that are just absolutely soul crushing in ways that wait, Metal wait, which game? Metal Gear Solid or Death, Death Stranding? Stranding? Oh, okay. like Met- I. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I. St- Oh, I still think my wife's favorite scene in that game is uh, when Dead Man visits you in the shower. Yeah. Did... yeah. <laughs> because Norm- Norman Reedus that actually has a mental disorder where he can't be t- like not not actual Norman Reedus, but in the game, uh, he has a, a condition where he doesn't like being touched by people, <laughs> and Dead Man is just Kabe doting him in the shower the entire time. Oh yeah, okay. I remember the scene because the thing was, uh, Dead Man was like trying to impart like important information on him, and the shower was the only place where there wasn't any like microphones or, or cameras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, this this got cut out on me, so I just want to say, of course, Death Stranding is a different experience from Metal Gear Solid. Getting tied up is a bit more pleasant than getting shanked. So I, 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 <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so it's it, visual novels, they, they don't have a place anymore. They really don't. I mean, Titty, you just brought up Freedom Wars. And that's what I have that! What the fuck are you talking about? You brought up Freedom Wars. <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't even know what it is. You, you literally said, I see people on Twitter talk about Freedom Wars. No, free words. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. I thought you said Freedom Wars, and I'm like, yeah, Freedom Wars is the next evolution of visual novels, and then after that is Metal Gear Solid. No, 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 no. I said people see Free Wars on Twitter and go, oh, I'm not going to read all that. Like, fuck off. Your ancestor thought's written word is magic, and you are disrespecting them by this tomfoolery. I <laughs> uh, think you're putting way too much emphasis on the written word. I'm sorry. It's the best. It's the best invention we have. It's how you know that one guy was fucking everyone over on bronze prices back in Mesopotamia. It- <laughs> I still think mes- mankind's best evolution was uh, religion. Sorry. Followed by yeah. black powder. <laughs> if not for written word, the religion would only be original. You can't go that far on Are you kidding spoken me? We have, word plenty of, we have plenty of word of mouth religions that have transferred from generation to generation. Yeah, from generation to generation, but not transcontinental, not between countries, not between regions. Are you kidding me? What's a verbal religion that went from one part of the world to the other without getting written down? Capitalism. (laughs) Damn it, Bob. No. (laughs) Smith wrote a book. Fuck off. (laughs) All right, Titty, you hold him down. I'll I'll just... (laughs) You walked right into that one. I almost said communism, but then I realized Marx knew how to pick up a pen. Yeah. <laughs> God knows he couldn't pick himself up off a couch, but he could pick himself up a pen. Look, man, sometimes you just mooch off your best friend Angles and write a lot, and that's how you get more popular than him. It's kind of sad, actually. Mike is just listening to this episode a week from now and screaming. <laughs> Good. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> No, but it, it, it's like I said. There's not actually that much to talk about. The what's more interesting than Demon Bane is just the history behind Demon Bane and the fact that 
we don't have the original visual novel in anime form. We have the very cut down, condensed, edited, altered. And that's the thing. Like, Stein's Gate, even that anime is a, uh, it's, it's a single route. But Stein's Gate had the audacity, probably because it was time traveling, to show you the ending of various other routes you can go down. Yep. We have one isolated route animated by a studio that by all means doesn't actually exist, even though it was somehow headed by Masuo, of all people. Um, half the voice actors are famous people, but not the voice actors who should be famous people. Uh, it, it's just... this Once again, Nitro Plus, the biggest visual novel company who had already worked with big-name animation studios couldn't make a decent anime to save their lives. Yeah, and again, like, me being the the kind of outsider here, not really having my, my ear to anime, as you put it, you know, I'm sitting here watching this, and the whole time I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is going on in this anime? What is even happening? Why is Dr. West, like, this rip-off Pokemon character <laughs> with a, a love of guitars and guitar cases that are actually rocket launchers? Why are, why are books little girls why are they trying to sell that no she's actually ten thousand years old bro thing on us again like why are they trying to sell us that Man, this series would be amazing if dr west was the main character that man can survive a building to the face and just <laughs> screams all the time i love him yeah like there's well, so much stuff that should have killed him but didn't and i'm like who is this guy he's annoying and i hate dr him. west I die but like what is his deal I, I think I just realized why Therion couldn't just wipe out Kuro, by the way. They established it in episode yeah. 3 that they're actually hunting for her pages. And so Therion is such a lazy dickhead that he's letting them finish the grimoire himself before abducting her. I mean, hey, it worked for other villains and better stories. I, I, I'm just, I think I finally figured it out after 15 years. Good God, Mohoff. You could have been a stand for Tsukihima or something. I would respect you more. Not by much, but more. <laughs> a what? A Stanford Tsukihima? What? Tsukihima. It's also a VN that got adapted into an anime that doesn't exist. What's Tsukihima? <laughs> it's Wait, first... is that the weird incestual one about the dude whose sister is dying and like he decides to fuck her to make her feel better? No, no, it's the first visual novel by the guys that made Fate later about a guy who can see the point that he needs to cut for to kill anything in the world. And he fucks his sister. Oh, also. oh Donnie Darko. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I won't. I don't wanna. <laughs> okay. It's just, yeah, it's it's not good. We're not talking about it because it's good. We're talking about it because we spend so many episodes of this podcast actually focusing on good things. We talk about seasonal animes. We talk about classics you guys should watch. We talk about our favorite animes. I wanted to have an episode where we just flung mud and talked about crap. And I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to get the low-hanging fruit. I didn't want to talk about crap that everybody's already watched. I wanted to talk about just crap I mean I think Demon Bane serves a very important public service in which every time somebody complains that there was one frame less of animation in a show they like you just show them Demon Bane and tell them to shut the fuck up <laughs> Demon Bane is Demon Bane is a unmarked grave in the year 2006 
that really, you know, like you have this massive graveyard in 2006 of just no-name anime that was shoveled out because anime still had to be produced, even though there was no budget and no soul in any of it. And Demon Bane is just another gravestone in that six-year era of just trash. And you know what? I, I, while I'm thinking of it, I wanted to mention this too. There's, there's a lot of inconsistencies throughout it. Like we talked about the shift in animation. You don't say. Yeah, we talked about the shift in animation styles. We talked about, you know, the design changes to some of the characters and like little nuances that they threw in. And like, there's other stuff too. Like, I think it's episode six, five or six, where. Kuro, Alazif, and the butler are on a train underground, and the camera shows a shot from outside the train car looking at the three characters, and you can see Kuro's just wearing his his black virgin killer style shirt, that weird thing that he wears, that sleeveless thing. Oh yeah, but Therion yeah. shirt. Hey guys, did you know I have a six pack yeah, of shirt? Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, what, then oh, it cuts to they're, they're, in the car, sorry, and he's they're, wearing they're, the white overcoat thing immediately in the next shot. Like, inconsistencies like the, that, you know? Like just lots of little They're things. thematic opposites. The main bad guy shows his abs. The main good guy shows everything but the abs. It's like, it's parallel. It's, it's a perfect parallel between characters. How do you know he's a good guy? He shows his shoulders. How do you know he's a bad guy? He shows his midriff. CDO. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh my god! This is the worst. Uh, and I, wa- I I watched all of Exarm, and this is the worst. Just to end the episode, um, Ahab, did you did you watch the ED even once? The ED, like the the ending song. Yeah. Does the whole time, whenever I see that ending song, I just think Chobits the entire damn time. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It just gets worse. I'm not it's even just, watching it anymore, and it just keeps getting worse. It's a hyper stylized drawing of the main girl lounging around while like a semi slow it's like I think Naruto even did that once as an ending. I know for a fact Fire Force did. It's just it is uh, that this anime is so somehow incredibly generic despite being a fever dream, it's not even funny. Man, like, can you imagine? You have a fever dream, you wake up, and you think like, man, that was so unmemorable. What the fuck? <laughs> like, the OP is written by the guy who did Yu-Gi-Oh! So we have a shonen OP, we have an etchy love quenta decahedron with mystic... Pa- you know what this is? You, you, you know what this is? I just realized this. Titties, you, you'll know this better than I do. No, shut up. <laughs> you'll know this better than I do. What is the anime? I think the latest season came out like two, maybe three years ago. About the the main character, it's it's a magical society, and the main character it's it's high school. It's a magical high school society. Of course. And the main character has the ability it's not it's not black clover, but he has like the ability of like negative magic. They have the slightest idea how little that narrows it down, but it's probably yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic, a certain magical index. This is the precursor to a certain magical index. I mean, I've I've noted this as well in like episode 
two, I think, or three. Oh, he's not a mage, but he can dispel magic. Like, fuck all, this is the laziest approach to power levels ever. Oh, no, it's, it's even better. If this anime didn't exist, we would never have Black Clover. I don't know about that one. No, if this if this anime didn't exist, we wouldn't have Gurren Logan and we wouldn't have Black Clover. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong, Moth. Gurren Logan is nothing like Demon Bane at all. It is everything like no, Demon Bane. No, it no. So Demon Bane, Demon Bane is again. It is a JRPG trying to be an anime. Two thousand seven fan service. Try- Sorry, I'm not giving the, this to you. Demon Bane inspired Gurren Logan. No, it's canon. Nope. nope. No way. No. And I'm going to find my drill that'll pierce the heavens and shove it up your ass. Oh, better be a freaking... Wow, I forgot drills for a second. Better be a porter cable or battle. better. Yeah. Like, there's, wanna... there's plenty of drills better than porter cable. <laughs> you you, wanna... you kind of... You want to try again? You just want to start over and chat again. You kind of you kind of strike me as a as a Black and Decker kind of guy, Ahab. Nah, Milwaukee. <laughs> Tid has no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> so, Tid, uh, in America, a dousing rod to understand the quality of a man is the power tools he buys. Tid, there. Yeah. So so I myself am a Porter Cable Cobalt kind of guy. And I fully acknowledge that their quality sucks ass, but they get a five-year warranty. So you break the damn thing, and three years later, you replace it for free. I mean, yeah. that, that That's a strategy. That, that will last you a lifetime. Over yep. here, there are like two schools of thought, basically. You either have the tools that were made during the communism from your grandfather that will never break, or you get capitalist shit and you complain every two months about it. Fair enough. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, anybody anybody have anything they want to say before we let this go? Yeah, my Discord kept cutting out. Fuck this application, fuck my internet. I'm sorry about the pieces of silence for me. <laughs> You're good, man. Ahab? Um, I hate you. I hate you for making me watch this. I, I wish, I wish I wouldn't have taken the bait. And I hope that next I think time that was we, the rest of it. I, I hope that next time we we talk about Gundam, maybe Outlaw Star, something that isn't this cocaine fever dream. And oh yeah, Outlaw answers. Star. That's also about a magical girl that powers a spaceship. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So. I think we've already cleared this, but uh, Tiddywinks, would you recommend this anime or its visual novel? I would recommend it if you ever get to the point where you complain about smear frames in another series. Otherwise, no. Yeah. I would recommend it if you want to watch something like like the equivalent of a train wreck where it's so bad, but you just can't look away. It's absolutely mediocre. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Never. not it's definitely not going to be the entertaining anime that's got you hooked from start to end. It's just got some winning moments that are just like kind of cool, and otherwise, it's just like what the hell is going on right now. I think Walden, I I get blasted with friends and we will watch it in full just to make them suffer. I Titty Wings recommend a different visual novel because Ahab's just going to say Metal Gear Solid Five. Honestly, Metal Gear Solid One. No, Omina Kanako Karani, I suppose. I'm going to show you the, the basics what? of CQC, Moth. 
Omineko. It's about crying seacats. Okay, and uh, I recommend just reading to you like horny bunnies instead. Hey, that works. Whatever, whatever gets the kids ready, honestly, I'm on the, at the end of my rope here as a teacher. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, maybe, maybe you know, prison battleship Yamakazo or whatever it's called. Just literally anything but Demon Bane. Yukikaza, I think? I, I don't know. No, that's that's the other uh, ninja taiga, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> dark-skinned ninja girl that gets raped. Alright, uh, that's uh, We Hate Anime. Uh, remember, you can follow Tidu at uh, the cute mute prude. Without a dead, but yes, thank you. And uh, I'm Dermoth, man. Ahab uh, doesn't want you to follow him on social media, but instead buy Savage Company from DriveThruRPG. Smart. <laughs> yes, please go check out Savage Company if you play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition or Pathfinder, the book's primarily for Pathfinder. We do have a 5th edition version of the original campaign setting. Also check out our Machines of War book that's coming out uh, probably end of the year. We are creating an entirely new tabletop game based on similar play styles to Battletech and Warhammer 40k, but definitely in its own vein. Is, is Savage uh, like a campaign setting book for 5e? Yes. And 2nd uh, nice. edition as well. Nice, nice, nice. Second edition. So, uh, Pathfinder. No, 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 no. Pathfinder first edition. We don't, we haven't done anything for second edition. And uh, just for those of you who are wondering, do you need brain cells to play the new Savage Company Machines of War? You absolutely don't. It's so easy that, like, take the nine steps you need to run a single turn of Warhammer 40k and condense it down to two steps. I move and I shoot. It's 5e, so yeah. Yep. So, all right, that's been uh, We Hate Anime. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>